Well, great afternoon, everybody. My name is Tom Miller. I'm so excited to be here with all of you today to talk about my favorite topic, which is, which is leadership. And, and I know you're all extremely busy uh, with the end of the year events happening. And some of you may have already been finished with your school year and some of you preparing for the end of the year assessments, you know, next week or maybe even tomorrow, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, I'm extremely grateful that you're, that you're going to spend the next 45 minutes or so uh, with me and it'll be fun. I, I promise if it's not fun, I, I give you full permission to just hang up the phone or, you know, close your laptop and, and do, and do something else. But, but I'm going to teach you something that has taken me a good 20 years of education to be really and truly grasp in terms of leadership. And, and I know that if I would have been taught this secret 20 years ago, not only would I have had a smoother start to my career, but my peers and my principals would have as well because I was, I was quite the handful. So if I can accelerate your learning and professional growth by sharing this trade secret and move you closer to your teacher leader goals, then, then this call is going to be the best, the best hour of your day because the learning is going to last a lifetime. I guarantee it. So, and, and your job is, it's, it's so hard. And I know because I did it now. It's not the hardest job on the planet, I think. I think the hardest job is a stay-at-home mom. God bless them. And, and, and so I also want to just shout out, if we got any principals on the call, just a big thank you. Thank you for passing information to your staff. Thank you for believing in them. Thank you for investing in them. Because uh, isn't that what we really, really just want in life anyway? It's just someone to believe in us, right? Just, just, and I think that's why we all got into education, to, to give someone that uh, belief. So just real quick about me. I don't know if I've met a lot of you on on the call, but this is this is my family and uh, my wife and partner for over 20 years now. Uh, we actually went to middle school together. So she's almost like a human being that I've probably known um, the most of my life. We got two two amazing children, uh, Devin and Matthew, and uh, they they attend a charter school here here in Raleigh. And so I've been in education over 20 years now and, and, you know, spending seven years as an exceptional children's teacher in, in New Hanover County, and then uh, two years working at, at a university as a project instructional leader, and then three as a middle school principal. And, uh, but my last eight years, my last eight years, I've spent as a state consultant uh, for the uh, Department of Public Instruction in the Office of Charter Schools. And then the last five, which is actually the longest job I've ever had in one place, it's the owner of my company, Leaders Building Leaders. And my company aims to be the difference maker in our leadership development of individuals and organizations. So we've worked with charter school board members, principals, students, and now, and now exciting to launch this uh, teacher leadership program um, all, all, all across the globe, actually. And, and we just actually got back, my partner and I, Katie, um, we just got back uh, from Paraguay uh, teaching um, uh, teachers and, and uh, students the leadership uh, values taught by John Maxwell. So listen, you're in the right uh, place because I've, I've seen this secret tip that I'm going to share with you today work everywhere on, on four continents now and in different languages and throughout different cultures. So you're in good hands with this program, I promise. Uh, and, and what you're about to get if you implement into your life 
will be life-changing. And after this session, you'll be able to implement most of these strategies and a deeper understanding just based upon understanding this one secret tip. And, and I promise, in fact, I believe it's the most important skill and it helps me grow and develop as an individual and a leader. So, so as most of you know, this, this call is, is, is the kickoff to a more extensive leadership development program. It's, it's, it's the Teacher Leader Consortium. And that's, that's a group of, of like-minded teacher leaders from all, all across North Carolina uh, coming together regionally in the blended learning environment to grow themselves, to grow their, their teams and, and their schools. And, and in the Teacher Leader Consortium, uh, you know, you guys are going to learn how to be a real leader, right? So real through relationships, equipping, attitude, and leadership. These are the four pillars to effective leaders. And, and, and all of our participants are going to gain skills and knowledge that will not only allow you to advance your own career, but advance the career of others. All four are really crucial to that. And, and there's, you know, if you're not a member and you're on this call, there, there, there you know, will be information on how you can do that. But even if you don't join the Teacher Leader Consortium, this call is going to give you enough, enough value that you can apply to your personal and professional life uh, right away, right? We're basically going to cover part of one of the four pillars. So let's get started. So, you know, when I was an exceptional children's teacher, I had this burning desire to lead others. And I attended every training that I could, right? I had visions of someone who could maybe be the presenter one day. You know, you know the one that has the badge that comes into schools and, and trains, trains the teachers. And in my mid-20s, you know, the first, my first couple of years as a teacher, that was pretty much what my picture was, was a leader, you know, someone who had authority and expertise. So I just kept just consuming content, just trying to grow myself. And I'll never forget the day my principal came in and she was telling me about a couple of teachers who were really struggling with classroom management and leading small groups of students. So she said, you know, you're, you're really good at classroom management, leading small groups. So, um, I would like for these students to spend some time in your class and for you to spend some time working with these teachers so they can lead their classroom better. Now in my head, I was thinking, I don't, I don't have time to work with these lazy teachers. It's not my problem. So I basically just handed her the training pamphlet that I just received and said, well, here's where I learned. I don't, I don't really think I'm qualified to work with those kids or those teachers. So just, just, just have them go to this. I'll never forget the look on her face. She was just, she was just dumbfounded. She said, uh, okay, well, I'll take a look at these and, and we can talk later. Now, here I was, right, trying to be a leader. Well, what I thought a leader was, and my principal, who was seeing me as a leader, was asking me to help the school and grow my peers and, and share what I learned. But I was really only thinking of myself and my time. Over the next couple of years, I, I spent, you know, just really building and climbing my own career ladder, you know, trying to, and, and you know, being honest, maybe being a little toxic and, and uh, judgmental towards, towards my peers who weren't as driven. And, but, you know, besides that badge, you know, getting that badge, the only goal I had on my mind was, how do I get out of this school? Now, as you can see on your screen, eventually through the process of elimination, maybe, I got out of that classroom and I, 
and I earned that job as a project leader at UNC Wilmington, and, and that job came with a badge, and as you can see, I still have that badge. I led a few grants there and continued to consume content and be productive, and I started the dream of, well, what's, what's next? What's, what's my next step? So I joined the uh, doctoral program to earn, to earn my, my degree in education leadership, realizing that you know, my application of what I was learning it really wasn't available at, at the university, so I had to go, go uh, get a job. And as I shared, I, I, I turned into a middle school director of a charter school. So really, in my mind, with all this leadership content and experience, I was bound just to be the best leader on the planet, right? However, it wasn't until I traveled to South Africa during my doctoral studies that I actually observed what true leadership looks like and feels like. So we were visiting schools in Port Elizabeth, which is on the east side. And that last picture, that was Cape Town. We were there as well. The first school we visited, it was a, a secondary school. And, and it was in the month of June, and they were just finishing up their um, exams. It was, it was almost at this, at this time. And, and I remember looking through a window and, and noticing that all the students were taking their exams in the dark, and the, and the teacher was wearing gloves. And so I went to go into the classroom and notice that there was no doorknob. There was, there was a hole where the doorknob was. So I, so I knocked on the door and, and, and a pointy end, I just, I saw through the one hole, the pointy end of the scissors entered the hole from inside the classroom and pulled the door open. And when I walked into the class, all the students were wearing gloves. Uh, they were writing out their responses from, from their final exam questions that were written on a chalkboard. And, as I toured the rest of the school, I learned that the looters had stolen all the copper from the building. I mean, anything they could steal and sell, they did. They, they completely destroyed the science lab and, and the bathrooms. And there was just hundreds and hundreds of books just, just laying around. And the computer lab was unused, locked up. Because basically the fear that someone was, was going to steal it. The doors were never opened. I got to spend some time with, with some students and, and learned that many of them traveled multiple kilometers by foot just to, just to attend that school. Feeling a little sick to my stomach and wanting to roll up my sleeves, and I just wanted to get to cleaning up this place, you know? A gentleman just happened to, to walk up to us. He was, he was wearing a three-piece suit, and he introduced himself as, as the principal and, and began to gloat on the school's achievement and how hard he worked and that they had a computer lab. He started to tell us all the wonderful things he was doing at the school for the students. I left that school that day completely puzzled, like, how could this be good? How could this be good for anybody? Now, the next day, we traveled to the primary school. It was called Emifini Primary, and it was the feeder school of that secondary school that we visited the day before. It wasn't maybe two kilometers away from that school that was looted. But this school, it was beautifully painted. It was extremely clean. Students were outside, playing, eating lunch. We were told that the attendance rates were almost 100% daily because it was really the only meal that most of the students would get throughout the day. That school felt completely different. It had a a different feel, a different attitude, which seemed crazy because 
it was so close to the school that we saw yesterday that was, in many ways, it should have been condemned. Suddenly, a small bus uh, pulled up and children pulled out and they head, you know, headed over to go get their lunch. And the driver stepped down from the bus and walked over to introduce herself to our, to our cohort. And she was wearing jeans and a yellow T-shirt. And she said in her South African voice, uh, we just got back from our visit to the beach. Most of the students had never seen the ocean before, she said. She was the principal. Well, it's called the sheriff in South Africa. And she explained that she had spent a great deal of time working with families and writing grants to provide a rich experience. And instead of using her money to build a wall or a fence around the school to protect it, she used a good portion of her budget to buy Tupperware containers. So every Friday, every student brought home food to their family. They, the families, basically built a human wall, a values wall around the school. Anyone tried, anyone caught trying to deface it or steal from it, they would not see the next day. She empowered her staff and she was building a culture based upon trust and reciprocity, respect and mutual enjoyment and shared experience, which according to John Maxwell, are the five characteristics necessary for relationships. So let's just tackle one of these at a time. Respect means everything begins with the desire to place value in other people. You show respect you know, before it's warranted because you expect and earn it from everyone else. The second one is shared experiences. Connecting with others engenders loyalty and brings about a sense of togetherness between teammates. Trust. This is, it's essential to all good relationships. Leaders build trust by leading a life of character. And sometimes, to be honest, feeling trusted is a, it's a much greater feeling than feeling loved. Reciprocity. There has to be a give and take. So everyone benefits. By giving people your full attention, you show them just how much you truly care. I mean, think about the power that she thought. She found, she got Tupperware, sent food home. There's some reciprocity. Mutual enjoyment. Just being with the right people can make the task more enjoyable. You build solid relationships while focusing on results. So the process is one that really everybody enjoys. It was, so, it was so powerful. It was so eye-opening. See, leadership has nothing to do with suits and titles and badges and certifications or uh, positions. Leadership is influence. And at this point in my career, I, I was just finishing my second year as a principal. I had, I had struggled with leveraging the talents of my own staff. We had multiple attempts of school improvement initiatives that continued to, to fall short, mainly because we just weren't on the same page. We were, we were disconnected and contrived in our collaboration efforts. I mean, ha half the staff were there before I arrived. The other half were, were who I had recruited. This lack of cohesion, this divided culture was killing any new idea. And as they say, culture eats vision for breakfast. And what I, learned, what I learned from that principle 
is that in order to multiply your influence as a leader, you have to learn how to connect with others in mutually productive ways. And she was able to build relations with community to a point where they knew the best opportunity for their kids was to be loved and cared for and educated in this school. And they wouldn't let anybody impede this learning. So I appreciate you letting me share that story because this is what I want to spend the rest of our time on, just speaking about influence, influence through relationship building, right? your best chance for leadership, my best, your best chance at leadership. It truly, it truly relies on the ability to connect with others. So you can connect with those on your team, in your community, in your home. And I'm sure you heard all this before. In fact, most of the things I'm going to talk about today during the rest of these training sessions that you're going to come to, you've probably heard most of it before. A lot of these things I had heard before too. But you see, the most dangerous words on the planet are, I've heard that before. <laughs> so today as I talk and through these sessions, what I want to encourage you to do is that when you hear something that you've heard before, don't ask yourself or say to yourself, oh, I've heard that before. Ask yourself, how well do I do that? Because the biggest gap in most of our lives is between what we know and, and what we actually do. And this is why being a part of this, this leadership study is going to be so critical for you as a teacher leader. On the first day, on the first day, you know, we're going to go in a very deep dive into our personality through, through this personality profile. And you're going to get a 30-page report, a self-assessment report that's going to teach you about your own wiring how your natural self impacts how you lead, how you communicate, how you execute, and how people perceive what you do, like why you do what you do. Your ideal working environment, your, your working strengths, and to unlock your true potential, to have a coach help you work through the challenges, right? A certified coach, me and Katie, like to help you through your leadership challenges, it's gonna be transformational. And I know because studying my own disc profile, my own human behavior, my own behavior in general, it's changed my life. And I can't wait for you to get yours. And I emailed it out today. So be sure to get yours done if you're part of our study. And I know I've already seen a couple of them have already come through. I'm so excited for you to read that for the first time. You see, there's essential relational rules that one has to understand to best connect with other people. And honestly, I'll, I still struggle with a lot of these rules. But by having a tool like DISC and knowing now that the, really the most difficult person to lead is me, it's helped me grow in my own leadership, my own ability to influence. Something I wish I would have had 15 to 20 years ago, to be honest. So let's, let's do an activity. So what I want to do is I want to remove from your mind in a short period of time that, that influence comes from a title, right? Or maybe I'll explain it to you this way as we take a look at this. Here's, here's what I want you to do. It's, it's, it's called a leadership compass is what we're going to do. So hopefully you've got some paper and you're taking notes. And, and so on the paper in front of you, I want you to just draw, draw a circle, draw a pretty big circle because you're going to write inside of it. And I want you to label it. Okay. I want you to label. We're going to label it north, south, east, and west. I hope I did this right, right? It's west on the left and east. Yeah, it looks right. <laughs> so, all right. So inside that, 
big circle you have there, right? What, what I want you to do is you're going to place a dot on the very, the very center. Okay, so now you should have a big circle and in the middle a dot. And that dot is what we're going to call self-leadership. This is where it all begins. And the first question you have to ask yourself is, would I follow me? Would I follow me? And if there's not a resounding yes to that question, then we've got some serious work to do. So we must always work first, hardest, and longest on ourselves before we can influence anyone else. Because if we can't lead ourselves, well, we can't lead anybody else. It's real simple. It starts with simple things. It starts with you know, simple things like showing up on time, right? You show up time with a smile. What happens? What happens when you smile at someone? They smile back, right? As long as you're not creeping them out, I guess. <laughs> you show up on time with a smile, with a good attitude, and you can shift the attitude of all the other people in the room. Attitudes are contagious. You see, we have to lead ourselves first before we can lead anyone else. It's, it's self-leadership, and that's where we have to start. And this call is a, is a catalyst for a new level of leadership for you. Leadership, as you know, to this point, that is now, that is now the floor, right? That's now the floor. Now, if we draw a straight line down to the south, right, from, from that dot, this is what we call positional leadership, right? This is the lowest level of leadership. Now, you might say, how could this be the lowest level of leadership? But you see, at this level, people follow you because they have to, not because they want to, right? That positional leadership is the lowest level of leadership. So here's, so here, here's an example when I was a principal. There was a teacher that I hired, and she honestly, she didn't last one week. So it tells you what it you know, great job I was doing. Uh, because she, she put her hands on some students. She had uh, forced some middle school students to sit down. And when I asked her why she did that, her reply was, well, I'm an adult and they should do what I ask. They didn't, so I assisted them. Wow. I mean, not only was she confused about classroom leadership, she was just really confused about her role. Or here's another example. Recently, I was covering a classroom. It was a third grade classroom, so a teacher could get their, their benchmark data into the system. We were doing some analyses. And, and, um, and you know, I, I had been in that classroom many times observing and supporting, and, but I didn't, I didn't know the students, and, and they, didn't, they didn't know me. Trying to, trying to gain their influence, trying to work through the EOG reading lesson prep, that was a significant challenge for me. But instead of getting frustrated, which I would have in the past, I had to regroup. I had to understand the situation and work to gain their trust and reciprocity. It was, it was really eye-opening and, and exhausting because I hadn't really led a class in, a, in almost a decade. A decade. See, leadership, it's not, it's not a position. It's not, it's not a position. You have to gain the permission to lead somebody. So... So how, might, so how might you gain the permission to lead other people? So one way is getting off your own agenda, right? Learning to understand people. The DISC is really going to uh, resource you and, and open your eyes to this skill. Now, typically, 
when there's a barrier to these connections, it's you know, typically based on fear or I don't have the time or lack of understanding and, or maybe just a giant ego. The best, the best connectors in life, you know, the people that are the best connectors in life, and you know them, you've observed them, you're, you're, you're probably one of them. They always have the time. They never judge. They're always confident in their situation. They're always about others, asking questions, being curious. And the second, just understanding and knowing that being a leader, being an effective leader, no matter where you are, it's a choice. Leading down, it's a choice. And I really sometimes struggle with that. Now, if you draw a line, right? So that's leading down, that's positional leadership. If you draw a line straight across now from east to west, this is what we call peer leadership. This is, this is, this is a lot higher level of leadership because on this level, people follow you because they want to, not because they have to. That's why it's a higher level of leadership. It takes influence and permission for them to follow you, right? So many of you may be on this call because you are told, right? That's a positional leadership. And hopefully you're all on here because you want to grow and get better, but I don't. I haven't earned your permission, right, for you to follow me. I, I have to earn your trust. I have to be prepared. I have to show I know what I'm talking about, right? I have to be a likable expert. It takes influence and permission to get people to follow you. So now, now at this level, we commonly miss, right, we commonly miss this one question. The, the same question that I showed earlier in my story why would I do anything to develop a relationship with my peers? Like, why, why would I help them? I mean, in a sense, we're, we're in competition at times, right? Uh, no. So here, here's the question that I ask every one of my uh, coaching clients. Like, if you get promoted tomorrow, how will your peers accept you? Who's, who's going to follow you and who won't? So every single day, you need to be looking for, how can I begin to influence and develop my relationship with my peers? So peer, peer, peer leadership is that line across, right? It, from east to west. And it, now, a great example of this is um, when I was, you know, again, when I was a principal, we had uh, a great teacher of the year, like a very strong relationship builder. And, and just like any teacher, they're, like, they're, they're just always so good. They're just you know, great assets of the school. She got great results and had amazing relationships with the students. So they got promoted into a position of mentorship and coach. Now, just a short time into this, you know, into this opportunity, there were, there, there, there were a few issues. Some of the beginning teachers who were being coached or mentored by this phenomenal teacher they weren't very happy. They felt forced. And the error I made as a principal, really, because I just didn't know. I didn't know at this point in my life, right? I hadn't gone to South Africa yet. I didn't understand this. Was that I gave authority without ensuring the mentor had gained the permission for them to follow her. It's a challenge that I didn't see because I just, I, I just still didn't understand what leadership was. Maybe, maybe you've experienced something similar. 
Maybe somebody was, you know, forced to be your mentor, or, or maybe you were asked to go and do something and, and build immediate influence with someone that you didn't have. See, the best way to lead across, right? The best way to lead across is to believe in people before they have proved themselves. It's the key to motivating people to reach their potential. Most people don't have faith in themselves. You know, we only think of ourselves as successful on rare, on rare occasions. And like, I love leaving sticky notes behind for teachers to find and letting them know that I see the hard work that they're putting in and, and I can notice a difference in their class and their, in their demeanor. And whatever I know, whatever I know they are working on because I've, I listen to them, right? I, I hear their struggles and I desire for them to be more and do more. To, to lead across, you have to be able to declare noble intent on everyone. See them as a 10 and lift them up. Now, I love, I love this acronym for uh, believe, right? Uh, believe in them before they succeed. Emphasize their strengths. List their past successes. Instill confidence when they fail. Experience some wins together. Visualize, for their, visualize their future success and expect a new level of living. And we're talking about emphasize their strengths. Let them, let them know what they're good at, right? List their past success. Remind them that they've done it before. Remind them that they've done it before. Because I just told you. We don't always think of ourselves as ever being successful. All right, so go back, go back to your, go back to your drawing, right? Go back to your drawing. And, and if we draw straight north here now, right? So we're going to draw straight north. This is what we call leading up, right? Or influencing the influencers. This is the highest level of leadership. Because at that level, there is no reason at all for them to follow you. No reason. You've got to have a track record. You've got to have proven reliability that you do what you say you will do. And there's some results behind what you say you do. And there's got to be consistency there. But when you begin to influence the influencers, this is where you start to really make a difference, right? Leading up. Now here's, now here's what you have to understand about this compass. What you have to understand is that in every single room that you walk into, with every person in that room, you're somewhere inside this compass. And you have to identify how to influence all those above you, below you, beside you, and yourself. But remember, it starts with you, right? It all, it all starts with you. And I believe the best strategy to lead up is, is just being a great listener, right? Listening builds relationships. Listening increases knowledge. Listening generates ideas. It builds loyalty. It's a great way to help others, right? It's a great way to help others. And listening might be the most important skill that a leader can learn, right? So one, always remember this. You're definitely going to want to write this down or just follow. Just follow. Listening will never get you in trouble, right? It's never going to get you in trouble. And two, when you, when you begin learning people, I mean really 
learning people based upon your study of human behavior that we're going to do, right? And also through the foundations of coaching uh, program that you're going to go through and, and the five levels of listening program, right? Between your disc, the coaching, and the pilot, you are going to substantially increase your influence with people. I'm a little jealous that you're, maybe some of you are going for this for the first time. It's going to be so exciting for you. And, and here's why. Here's why. Nobody is ready to listen until they feel as though they've been heard, right? No one's ready to listen to you until they feel as though they have been heard. Now, influence, it's not about uh, position. And here's, and here's what we have to understand about leadership and influence. Leadership is about people, right? It's about people, not position. So what, what I want to remove from your mind today is that leadership is, is anything other than influence. It's influence, nothing more, and nothing less. And as I said, a lot of people think that influence is about the title or, or, or the position. But when, and, and, you know, this is what they'll say, when I get to the top, then, then I'll be able to influence them. All right? Or uh, when I get to the top, you know, then I'll take a leadership class. And, and you see, this is, this is where we messed up. This is where I messed up. When we get to the top, when we get to the top, uh, top of position, it's too late to learn how to lead, how to influence others so they'll, so they'll follow us. I mean, has anyone out there worked under a leader who, who thought this, right? Who thought this? When we get the opportunity to lead, it's, it's a small window of time to showcase your influence. It's, it's a very small window of time. You see, all that is when you got the position is the opportunity to showcase your influence. If you're a good leader, you're, you're, you know, your influence will just expand. If you're a bad leader, your influence will shrink. And if you understand the fundamentals of influence, your leadership will stand out. Well, your leadership's actually going to stand out if you stink too, but not, not in a good way, right? <laughs> But all the position is, right? All the position is, is an opportunity to showcase your influence. It buys you a small window of time, right? It buys you that permissional leadership. So the time to learn to lead, the time to influence your skills isn't when you get the position. The time to learn is now. So mark the day as the day that you, 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 you start to shift gears in your life. That you're going you know, to become the leader that leads by influence, and you're gonna be the best leader you can be because I assure you, the greater leader that you become, the greater income you're gonna have. And how many of you on this, on this call would, would like a greater income? Now, I know in education, sometimes money is seen as the devil, but you know what? Money's pretty important. It's right up there with oxygen. And that's gonna be based upon your ability to increase your leadership ability. If you doubt the importance of influence, think of what you want to achieve out of life. What are your key goals or objectives? And then, and then think about who can, who can help you achieve those goals. Think about who or what could get in the way. How's it going to affect the other people in your life? Who's impacted by the success or the failure of your goal? Who's going to look after the kids if you spend your time working on this? And as soon as you start thinking about everything you do, you realize that in some way, other people are, are instrumental in how you live your life. To be successful, we need to lead 
and we need to lead with influence. 90% of everything we want to be, do, or have in life is through other people. Would you agree with that? I mean, you, you, you know, we all work in schools. Almost everything we want to become or accomplish in life is with or through other people. So the ability to influence is the most important skill that you can master. See, and you have a platform, even if you don't think so. You've, you know, you've got a social media, pa- social media platform. You've got, you know, you've got influence with others. You've got, you've got people that, that look to you in certain situations. They follow your leadership. They follow your voice. They follow your words. We have the ability to shape the way other people think, feel, or, or respond to life through our communication. We're all given a platform. People, you give permission to speak into their life. You influence more than you probably realize. And so sociologists say that most people influence 10,000 others in an average lifetime. 10,000 people. And that's not just people in sales or heads of companies. That's an average person. Just think as a teacher and educator, how many people you're really impacting. Whether you know it or not, you are influencing people right now. There's people in your life that look up to you. And the decision you must make is whether your influence will be positive or negative. I mean, how many people could you, could you impact if you started using your influence on purpose? And, you know, let me just ask you this. Has there ever been a bad rumor that ripped through your organization inside your school? Ever been a bad rumor? Well, maybe not in your school, right? Because it's great, but has there ever been a place in the past where you worked where there was a bad rumor broke out? Yeah, pretty much everybody's had that experience, right? So here's 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 what I know is I know that the principal of that school didn't wake up the morning in that morning and say, you know what? Today would be a great day to joke around with them and just start a negative rumor about the school to decrease productivity. I think I'm going to put that on my agenda today. Now, what happened because of the bad rumor? Right? Likely there was some sort of miscommunication. There was someone upset. There was someone who was maybe thrown aside and the lower levels of organization begin to whisper, right? That's South. They all begin to whisper with with one person sharing the next and the next in an underground world of negativity. Now, we all know what underground world of negativity is. Negativity has a certain smell to it, kind of like like a skunk smell. And it gets into everything. It takes a long time to go away. And seemingly innocent gossip about coworkers is the best, is at best a foolish waste of time. And it might be about why someone is single or getting a promotion or you know, being let go or how much you're getting paid, it doesn't matter. What starts as an offhand remark of pure speculation gets re- repeated. Next thing you know, you've got, you've got full-blown harass- harassment suits. But this happens every day in schools. I know because we work with a lot of them. Now, imagine that you're sitting outside in a warm, balmy summer's eve, right? Maybe next week, not this week. It's cool this week. And, 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 and you get a whiff of that, of a smell. It's a familiar smell. It's a, that, a pungent odor, right? It's, it's the perfume of a skunk. And it just keeps getting stronger and stronger until you're just forced inside. And, and you run around the house trying to close all the windows as fast as you can because you can't keep the smell out. It, it seeps through the cracks and, oh, it just permeates the air. It's awful. And then you go to bed that night trying to fall asleep and hope that stench is gone by the morning. And next day you, you wake up and 
open a window only to discover it's still there. It's not as strong, but it's, it's still there. And then you're heading to work the next day and you notice the smells even stronger and you see your neighbor, they begin to tell you what happened that their dog had surprised a family of skunks and he came around the corner of the garage and now the whole neighborhood was infected with this awful stench. And the neighbor says to you, I had to, wait, had to throw away all my clothes that I was wearing there's no amount of tomato juice has removed this smell from my poor puppy. That smell is the same way of how rumors and gossip can influence in a negative way. It just permeates the air. So I wanted to give you a better, a better understanding of what influence is, because now I want to talk about how you influence is, 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 is really determines how far and how many and, and, and how long you can actually leave, right? Now this this uh, this uh, program is about real, right? So so we've already talked about the relationships, equipping the attitude, and leadership, and and the relationship part is is really what we just started this catalyst uh, today. The relationship is about teaching people how to get along. You know, people won't go along with you until they can get along with you, right? They won't go along until they can get along. And as an educator, you're you're in the people business. You need to be good about getting along with people and. And, and this, this, this tool is going to help you understand it. It's going, to, it's going to teach you why you do what you do and why people react to certain things that you do. It's going to you know, provide you incredible insight. So what I, what I want to get to, right, what I want to get to is that with the real program, with the relationships, equipping, the attitude, and, and the leadership, what, what, you, what you're going to be able to do when you're done is you're going to be able to teach other people how to be better leaders for themselves, for others. You're going to gain permission to lead way more people than you, you could ever imagine. Now, you know now, I've taught a little now about the value of having influence, right? But what we need to know, what you need to start to learn is how do I go increasing that influence right how do i because you already have influence the question is it positive or negative right and i've talked about the negative being the skunk smell and there are certainly you know leadership is influence right you, you get good leaders and you got bad leaders you got you know pockets of this in your school you got negativity in your school and they got and as people have influence see we have the opportunity to increase our influence and impact with others with every interaction that we have so if we want to increase our influence with others, the first thing we need to understand is that influence comes from first adding value to them. And what do I mean by adding value? Is it that you know, could be helping them in some way with their goals or their dreams, lifting them up and helping them, them see themselves in a positive light, right? Or we talked about the leading down and leading across. If we want to increase our influence with others, the first thing we need to do is see other, everybody as a 10. Just put a, a 10 on their forehead and then help them see it too. Almost half a century ago, Eric Hoffer wrote, uh, no matter what our achievements might be, we think well of ourselves only in rare moments. We need people to bear witness against our inner judge who keeps book on our shortcomings and transgressions. We need people to convince us that we are not as bad as we think we are. This is as true today as it was when he wrote it all those years ago. We live in an age that, you know, because of social media and poor, you know, parenting advice and practices at times, we've got an entire generation that's 
grown up with lower self-esteem than previous generations. Facebook and Instagram and other so, uh, social media sites show us what a great life everybody else is having, if that's your mindset. Everyone has it figured out except me. And studies have actually shown that more time that a person spends on social media, the more likely that they're dissatisfied with their life and even depressed. How do we change that? By making a real connection, by listening and understanding and looking for the gold that lies within. At one time, um, Andrew Carnegie, was the, he was the wealthiest man in America. And he, he, he came to America from, from uh, Scotland when he was a small boy and he worked a lot of odd jobs and eventually ended up as the largest steel manufacturer in the United States. At one time, he had 43 millionaires working for him. Now, in those days, a millionaire was a, was a, rare, you know, was a rare person. And conservatively speaking, a uh, million dollars in his day is about $20 million today. And when a reporter asked uh, Carnegie how, how he had hired 43 millionaires, and Carnegie responded that those men weren't millionaires when they started working for him, but they became millionaires as a result. So the reporter's next question, well, how did you develop these men to become so valuable to you that you paid them this much money? Carnegie replied that men are developed the same way gold is mined. When gold is mined, several tons of dirt must be moved to get an ounce of gold. But one doesn't go into the mine looking for dirt. One goes in looking for gold. And the other thing we can do is, is to continue to grow ourselves. When, when, when you add value, when we add value to ourselves, we become more valuable to other people. It can be as simple as making time to review and reflect on how we're doing. When I talk about taking time to reflect, I'm talking about taking each and every day to just pause and think about how to get better at what you do. And it could be anything, right? So let me just give you what I call the, the uh, reflection starter kit. And I promise you, if you answer these three uh, questions every day for the next seven days, you're going to be more productive, right? I mean, everybody wants to be more productive, right? So, so at the end of each day, you get, now, now you have to write these, you have to write out the answers. You can't just say them. You got to actually physically write it down for seven days. You can do it. I want you to ask yourself, what went right? What went wrong? And what can I do differently? What went right? What went wrong? What can I do differently? If you do that for seven days, I promise you, you take the time to answer those three questions every day, and you won't, you won't keep going around that same mountain again, right? You won't, you won't. Every day you should, you should have a list of, of, of things I won't do tomorrow, right? What's, what's one thing that I did today that I won't do tomorrow? What went right? What went wrong? What can I do differently? This applies to so many areas of your life. And this is what I said. This, this, is, this is serious because, you know, we can stop dealing with the same problems over and over again just by taking a little bit of time to reflect. When you keep dealing with the same things inside, you know, the school because you refuse to take time to pause and think daily on what you're doing, you got to take time to reflect. What went right? What went wrong? And what can I do differently? So you can... So, so you can grow. Take time to think and lead. Lead yourself better and others are going to follow you. So let's just sum this up here. Let's just sum this up. I've talked long enough. You don't need to be hearing me anymore. So no matter what position, 
no matter what place you find yourself in today, the biggest thing that can make an impact on where you're going is your leadership ability. And as I said, leadership is influence, nothing more and nothing less. And at the end of the day, influence is a powerful tool, both inside and outside of any organization. So learn to use it effectively and carry out the task and achieve the goal successfully. Don't, don't use it to manipulate for personal gain, but rather exercise it for mutual benefit. Take a sincere interest in the success of other people by connecting with them. First, listening and then understanding what's in their heart. You can't reach for the hand until you reach for the heart. And mastering the art of influence is a powerful way to ensure one's own success. So I'm out of time. It's been a privilege to share with you some of what I've learned in leadership uh, that is, is just going to make the biggest impact on your career as, as you become a teacher of influence. So what, so what I'll do now is I'm going to, I'm going to open it up for any, for any questions. Let me get everybody muted here. So you can, you can unmute yourself if you, if you choose. Anybody's got any, any questions? Now, Socrates said, the quality of your life will be determined by the quality of the questions you ask and the questions you're willing to answer. Okay, Tom, you had a lot of good material here. This is Katie. How are you doing? I'm great, Katie. How are you? And so you've given us so much to think about, and that's fantastic. But um, where do we get started? <laughs> where would we what would be a good first step if you know if I'm a teacher listening you know what would you recommend yes so I think that first part is just answering you know the first part of your compass would I follow me and um, I'll you know I'll share lots of stories uh, of my earlier teacher career and um, you know character was was not a strength of mine and uh, one of the things that I realized is you know I wasn't growing in my teacher leadership, right, and my uh, promotional opportunities, honestly, because I, I just wasn't a person of very good character, right? So, so I would I would start there, and if 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 you know you can answer those uh, that uh, question, would I follow me, right, and and make sure that you are um, you know you know showing good uh, character and and uh, being a good listener, right, uh, following those those five those five uh, uh, relational essentials uh, that I noted. Um, those are those are two really good starts or just starting that daily journal right what went right today what went wrong and what will I do differently so I think that's 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 just where I would start perfect okay thank you mm -hmm. any other questions so for most of you who don't know Katie Ryan now I know she she's she's my teaching partner and and so when when you know we all get together uh, next week which i'm so excited when we get there next week uh, katie's going to be taking you through the disc uh, personality profile training and katie's katie's a published author and and she has uh, uh multiple books on on uh, relations and um, uh, classroom growth and uh and uh, leadership so you're you're really in for a treat and um we're really, really excited to uh, kick off this program with you. 
So the only way to ensure a better tomorrow is to get better today, right? So, and I recently just uh, read this quote. So and let me see if I get it right. I'm, I may butcher a little bit, but it's a little depressing, right? So, but, um, but without growth, right? Without personal growth, you are today all that you will ever be and all that you will ever achieve. I mean, ugh, right? I mean, you are today. If you, if you choose not to grow anymore, you just stay right where you're at. This is it, right? This is it. This is all, this is all you'll ever be. I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but I've, I've experienced those times of being, you know, stuck. And I, and I had some teachers that they just, they already graduated. Why do I need to read a book? Why do I need to get better? Why do I need to go to training? So now clearly it's a Thursday in June, late in the year. You're not one of those people because you wouldn't be on this call if, if you were right. So whether you listen to the call live or on the archive, it's not you. So I, so I really hope that this lesson added value to you. I'm, you know, on, uh, on behalf of Katie, who's on the call with us, I'm, I'm really excited to continue this uh, study of, of deep leadership and really talk about how, how it is going to impact. You know, we're really not going to talk too much about in between the four walls of, of your classroom. This is a big uh, picture leadership program. This is a professional expanded opportunities uh, program. This is you advancing your career uh, in, in, you know, uh, one way. So if you're on this call and you haven't registered for the teacher leader consortium, uh, there's still time. I'm not sure what you're waiting for. There's, there's really uh, going to be so much value. So I'm just imagine doing a deeper dive into these lessons with a group of, of like, like-minded people, right? I mean, you know, what would happen to you if you, if you spent that time and, you know, just, you know, you know, you'll have 20 hours, you'll do 20 hours of leadership training over the summer. When's the last time you did 20 hours of anything, you know, probably, you know, probably college, right? And when you, when you really, really got deep and uh, studied and to really maximize your own impact and your influence in other people. I mean, just really think about what that's going to do for your own personal growth. And, 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 and if you like this idea of, you know, growing personally, then, you know, uh, right on, I mean, you know, lean in that's that's what katie and i are asking for and if and if you're not part of the program yet you know hop in i, I shared with you uh you know next week we're going to either be in uh you know raleigh or you know charlotte so there'll be two opportunities for for you to come to the first face to face and for those of you who will will be there you're going to get lots of great tools and resources to better um, influence others right away you know right right you know right away because school's not in session so you're going to have to be practicing somewhere you're going to learn the secrets of building effective relationships, the foundations of coaching, the art of listening and communicating. You're going to learn to present from one of the most influential and highest paid speakers on the planet, John Maxwell. You're actually going to learn, learn to present, learn, learn to lead, learn to give uh, presentations right, from, from the best. You'll become an expert at the characteristics of effective charter schools. And, and it's you know, again, through a very open, flexible schedule, there's, there's two you know, face-to-face sessions and everything else is online and you learn at your pace. And the cool thing is that, you know, Katie and I set it up that, it, that if you miss one of the sessions, you know, for a family or, you know, for a work, you know, one of the face-to-face, you can attend any time during the school year, okay? The online sessions, even though they're live, they'll all be recorded and archived for you. So you can learn at your own pace and schedule and you have it forever. You have access to this forever. So you can go back and re-listen at any time or 
come back to one of the trainings and do and do a uh, do a, a refresher. So, if you registered, I sent you a link so you can you know learn more and and you know share it with your principal and 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 again, like I said, if you're already registered, right on. You're going to be getting access to your to your online uh, portal in the next couple of days. You should have got your disc uh, personality profile sent to you today. And let me just be the first to say, if no one said to you, I'm I'm proud of you. Like I said, I'm. I'm a little jealous of you and your investment and, and looking forward to seeing you all next week at one of our host locations. So it's been an honor and a privilege to be here with you today. As I told you from the, from the very beginning, um, you know, a, a personal growth and development has made such a huge impact in my life. And, and I think that you will be too. Once you started to see a difference by applying what Katie and I are going to share with you, right, in the future and what, what you hopefully learned today, um you're gonna see you're gonna see a big difference so thank you for being attentive on this on this thursday and thank you thank make sure you thank your principals for investing uh in you and if you're paying your own way as a teacher double double right on so uh, uh thanks again looking forward to working with you all uh, my name's tom miller i'm i believe in your dream right i believe in you and i believe in your dream so have a fantastic rest of your day everybody